the lights are on, the camera is running, and here we are for another episode of Common Sense Ohio, where, of course, you can check us out at commonsenseohioshow.com, January 5, 2024 edition. So here we are in 2024 already. You know, some years it takes me a long time to figure out uh, that it's the new year and I, I write the date wrong. This year it's been easy, 2024. I got it. I wonder if it's because it's the two and four. Maybe. I, I'm the same way. 24 has not, yeah. not been a problem at all yet. Yeah, that'd yeah. be an interesting uh, yeah. uh, thought process to figure out if the if it's harder on odd years. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that is a debate we do not need to have. So it is Common Sense Ohio. We're, again, brought to you by Harper Plus Accounting. I was just talking to Mr. Harper over at Harper Plus Accounting, and he's like, oh, we're sponsoring you? I was like, yeah, you're sponsoring us. Oh, for God's sake. Nah, we were joking. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the idea, he's, he's on – He's on my mind a lot these days because as I resolved last year's tax um, process, I'll call it, which for me involved quite a bit of planning, quite a bit of thought, uh, and uh, trying to figure out where to move the dollars here and there all throughout the year, I am only thankful that I had Harper Plus Accounting uh, working through that with me because, frankly, this could have been a year where I ended up uh, uh, really way off in taxes and, and either scrambling to come up with money or worrying about how much I gave the IRS that I shouldn't have. And by the way, those of, those of you who think you uh, you love that tax refund, you are giving the government, that is Uncle Sam, the people who steal money from you time and time again, they tax the same dollar over and over and over. You earn it, they tax it. You spend it, they tax it. Uh, and you die, they tax it. They just yeah. tax, 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 tax. Right. Like you're giving them a tax-free or an interest-free loan. Guys, isn't it the Form W-9 where you declare how many exemptions you have and and they adjust yeah, put your- zero. Yeah, because, guys, if you are getting a gigantic refund in April, you know, or May, or whenever it lands on your account, that is communicating to you that you do that you are you have too many exemptions, and so they're withholding way too much out of your paycheck. Right. Yeah, the better way to do it, other than like figuring it out by how much you get back would be to call Harper Plus Accounting and have them work it through for you. Right. That way last year, if you're getting, Uh. if you, this year, if you get a big refund, then you know, you got to pick up the phone and dial this year. If you owe a bunch of money, you know, you got to pick up the phone and dial Harper Plus Accounting. My accountant could be yours. Unless the only situation I could think of is if you are a spendthrift and you know, if you got a bigger paycheck, you would just blow that yeah, a money. A forced savings plan. Yeah. Yeah, right. but you know what, But though, that's stupid. What you do, in today's day in today's day and age, all you need to do is automate it. If, you know, mm-hmm. we, we have bank accounts here for the show, and we talked about this, so we automate it. If I need to save whatever I make in a week, right. I automate it. I transfer it over to a savings account that I don't even look at until right. it's time right. to meet with Harper Plus Accounting and figure out how much I have to pay. Because now there are exceptions that uh, Glenn can and his guys can – can right. walk you through because if you made a certain amount last year, you got to do some the same amount of withholding this year. So running a business a little bit tweaked, but yeah, um, you know, just W two income, you, you should never give the, it. Sh- it should always be close to close. nothing. That's right, close. To I nothing. mean, ideally, yeah. And the thing is, um, you were you were mentioning automating uh, savings. So there are some you know retirement instruments like IRAs and SEPs and KIOs and whatever. They got all these goofy plans, right? And there's always a huge penalty if for early withdrawal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like it's, it's a, it's a really fifteen percent plus onerous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you put it in those kinds of accounts, it will sort of militate against you ever withdrawing from those, yeah. because you'll look at that and say, "Oh, I get this big pot of money for retirement. 
you know, we want to go to Disneyland or some horrible place like Disneyland and, you know, spend 30 grand on a family vacation. So we'll just take it out of the retirement. Foolish. But when you look at that, what you're really going to, you know, how you're going to get hammered, it helps you decide not to do that. Well, it it does, you know, there's, there's an extra 15% penalty if you're going to withdraw your money early. I think that's what it is. But do you know what people really see? They see how much they're paying in tax because when that, that money goes in tax free. So if you got a regular W two job and they're just you're funding your retirement, and then when you go to take that out and you say, all right, I'm going to just take thirty grand out, and you only get like eighteen. Yes, <laughs> right, because you got to pay regular tax on it plus the fifteen. Well, that you get eighteen, then the fifteen percent penalty. There you go. All right, you're right. like, and so now we're like, wait a minute, twelve thousand dollars? What's that for? Yeah, wow. that's the tax that you never see. Right. So that right. we all see it as business owners. But anyway, right. Um, yeah. Common Sense Ohio, brought to you by Harper Plus Accounting. It is time for the World War II fact of the day. Uh, this day in history in 1942. I, this is an interesting topic for me. You know, there's not always like a big battle or Patton doing something heroic or, uh, you know, something uh, fascinating that occurred. But when you dig into the trenches of it, no pun intended, it is World War II, but trench is good enough. Um, foxhole of it, rather. Um, you, you start to, it, it opens up other doors of study. And this one did that for me, you know, and not that I didn't know about it, Norm, I'm sure you've got plenty to say. January 5th, 1942. Is this the 5th? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. January 5th, it 42. Is. All right. Um, all Japanese-American selective service registrants are registrants are reclassified um, as enemy aliens. That's IV-C. So mm-hmm. then this creates what we know now as sort of the internment camps yeah. or the relocation camps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did a little bit of history, studying on this, and most people are sort of aware of this, but there's a lot of thought there to be had. You know, we... As, as a practical matter in, in history, since the 30s, I guess, the FBI and some other government organizations were actually studying or investigating certain Japanese citizens and or um, uh, resident aliens, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, for whether they were involved in subversive activities. And there was about 3,000 or so they identified, and, and they were being watched. And I'll give the government that. They could have been wrong, what, about 10% wrong or who knows. But yeah. you know, they, were, they at least had some target, some standard, some some means to say, all right, these people are communicating too much with the homeland. Or they're on a watch list. They're basically. on a watch list because yeah. of something they had done or said or been involved in. Right. Maybe a group they joined. Right. Um, but after Pearl Harbor and after we, we took some early losses in the Pacific, if, if you study the history, we haven't I'm gotten sure. really there on the show yet, but we got our asses kicked. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't have a Navy because yeah. they decimated a lot of it. I but, mean, just go down the list of Philippines, you yeah. know, Midway, just on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, early on, early before on. Midway turned it around. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They took real estate left and right. And in the course of those or in response to those losses, the, the American public was pissed. Yeah. And, and it, it raised the ire against just Japanese people, citizens, uh, even Americans, you know, because they were, what, third-generation yeah. Americans at that point, but they looked different. It and, didn't help that at Pearl Harbor, one of the uh, Japanese intelligence uh, successes was a Japanese-American uh, who was f- taking photographs and logging battleships and carriers in and out of the harbor and drew up detailed plans uh, or maps for the attacks. And, um, you know, that didn't help things, right? Because it was a Japanese-American citizen in Hawaii, uh, which was not a state yet. Mm -hmm. It was a territory of the United States at that time. Uh, World War II, we had 48 states. Alaska wasn't a state either. I guess if I I knew that, I had never really thought about it. 
Yeah, so yeah. that brought out, I'm sure, and the fact that it was a sneak attack, right? That brought out this uh, terrible characterization of Asians in general, that they were sneaky, that you know they that they were derivative of technology that they were not smart enough to invent things but copycatted western and you know mimicked western uh conventions and uh technology so yeah there was a terrible racial hatred of of the japanese and they look different in the melting pot so you could be italian and you know you sort of look like everybody else on some level i mean the germans were doing things just as horrible worse and and i would imagine we had more trouble with with the german spies than we did japanese spies and where were the german concentration camps in america or the italians right you know exactly it it just happened to be they they, we we suffered the sneak attack so to speak and they looked different so it was easy to identify them right well they we relocated thousands of japanese families and uh even some families were split up so they you know, and they, took their property and away. took their property the real estate they away. went to yeah this is horrible stuff yeah right. they went to these camps um I, I did some reading on this it's what's interesting to me that was fascinating is that the human ability to persevere because these families made the best of it they not only made the best of it like they established high schools with sports oh yeah and mm-hmm. uh oh, and yeah. graduation ceremonies and there's pictures of graduation ceremonies where you can see like the the fencing in the background and the hmm. barracks in the background where these families were living. Yeah. And then we went along and we asked the, we, we, we gave them sort of the loyalty test. Would you, you know, are you swear allegiance to the United States? Yes. Would you be American? Would you go fight for the American army? Well, some people said no because they were pissed. Yeah. So like some of these kids, like it, yeah. of course it's going to be like the, the teens or the 18 year olds saying, right. you know, go screw yourself. I'm in jail here and you want me to go fight? Um, so they say they got no's on those answers. So then they got separated, you know, it got even worse. So anyway, it's uh, interesting history that the fact that the Japanese families persevered and the fact today that we're not talking about it, um, yet we're talking about other atrocities. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to sort of, I don't have the magic answer as to why that is, but you would have to think why, you know, like, like what, why not, why not focus on, on what we did to the Japanese as much as we're focusing on yeah. what we did to all these other nationalities and by you, we, I mean the bad things that, that yeah. you, you might Western not, society has done. You might not remember, Steve, but because uh, so many of those uh, that were in the internment camps were still alive um, uh, during the Reagan administration, there was a pittance paid mm-hmm. of, uh, of, uh, rec- of um, <laughs> losing the word, but it, it, some acknowledgement in the form of cash to those who were interned yeah. that were still alive. And it was minimal. I want to say like $22,000. It was, it was, but it was, it was an acknowledgement that, that, yeah. of, of mm-hmm. some small reparations in real time. Right. Because that Reagan mid eighties, that would have been 40 years after the, internment. you could still do something about it to you, people who actually were there from people who did That's it right. to people who suffered. Correct. Right. You could um, at least acknowledge officially as the government because this was government action this wasn't plantation owners this was the united states government that did this under fdr so and and then we've but in recent years we've had this sort of backlash against asians you know in the kind remember there was all this crime about three years ago Mm -hmm. just happening against asians and you know they, they i guess the point is lots of us meaning lots of nationalities have suffered i think we mentioned this in one other show so a bunch of those young men in those internment camps ended up enlisting in the U.S. Armed Forces. And the most decorated army unit in World War II history was the 442nd Regimental Combat 
uh, team, which was the Nisei, which was an all Japanese unit uh, with officers who were Caucasian. And there's a great movie called Go for Broke by with Van Johnson in it as a racist white officer given charge of these Japanese, uh, you know, uh, privates and and their heroism. They there were two or three uh, medals of honor. Uh, we had a couple of senators like Senator Daniel Inouye, uh, who uh, were was in that unit mm-hmm. and. Uh, where they earned their uh, combat stripes was in the Italian theater, which was that, I mean, I, I mean, and like their casualty rates were like 80%. Man, it's crazy. I mean, they, they we hamburgerized, uh, or the Germans hamburgerized these units, and yet they achieved their goals. Hmm. And uh, well, back home, their parents are in a concentration camp. camp. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Utter yeah. insanity. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like the uh, the Red Tails, the uh, black fighter pilots yep. who go back to Alabama or Arkansas and or then Texas. Jim Crow. Yeah. Back to Jim Crow. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I can't come in so, to a, a Walgreens and get a, a, a milkshake? You sort of have to yeah. ask, like, what do you do about it now? And all you can do about it now is learn from it and not do it again. Like, you cannot, it, I just had this conversation with somebody upstairs in my office. You know, this individual was, was in my office because uh, of a criminal problem, made a mistake, not a bad person, but, you know, just a series of dumb stupid things that the person did and they found themselves in trouble. And you know, we, you have to have some redemption here. You know, it's like, there's gotta be a way through it. You gotta, you gotta acknowledge the mistake. I say this in court all the time. You gotta acknowledge the mistake. You have to apologize for it. And then you have to move on because that's the only thing you can do. Sure. That is it. We, We cannot change the fact that we had slavery. We cannot change it. We can't fix it. All we can do is say never again, we can't change the fact that we interned our country. When I say we, I don't mean me. I mean the United States, that we are any other civilization. It's like you can't change that stuff. Right. And we should not, we shouldn't try to paper over it or take away of course not. the the monuments, uh, and you know, pro or con, but the monuments especially that represent the healing process, like that monument they just took down in Arlington Cemetery, yeah. which was a, it was a, it, it wasn't, was, yeah, it wasn't designed to, yeah, it was just designed as reunification. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And why would Woodrow Wilson, the progressive's progressive, go there and inaugurate that monument if he didn't think, and other intellectuals at right. the time didn't think that this was basically a unification uh, kind of monument saying, you know, we have to move on, as you said, Steve, like uh, brother fought against brother, sometimes within the same family. Okay. and. What was it? Four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand casualties in the Civil War. I mean, yeah. it was e- e- just enormous, and we had a very small population at the time, so it was basically like one out of every ten families lost somebody. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, you can't you can't change history, but neither should you forget it. You can't forget it. You can't change it. You have to acknowledge it. You have to study it. And you can keep studying it forever, but you have to move on. You cannot learn the lessons. You can't from it. dwell on this and say we're horrible, we're horrible, we're horrible. Yeah. This country's awful, awful, awful. You have to say maybe this country's awesome because we fixed it, right? Or at least we're working yeah. towards fixing. Well, in the in the uh, continued conversation about reparations, well, ultimately that reparation dollar is going to be so small, uh, it's and, meaningless. And I, I guess I look at it as well too: is okay if we do reparations, then that really that ultimately can stop the conversation. It won't. 
to, to heal in regards to, okay, we paid you off, now shut up. Yeah, well, you wonder. So it'll, if you it'll said have that, that, it'll have that. Well, that, see, that you would come think, with it. But you it, would think. But you but are. But we it, don't it, want that. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying it's we a should massive, do it to do that. It's but, a it, the reparations to black people today is a massive insult to the memory of all those Union soldiers who are dead, who who never had children and grandchildren and great great grandchildren because they died to free the slaves. Where is their effing reparation? Well, where does it end? You know, it, it doesn't. That, that's and the, Brett, that's your point. Your point is that your point is a good one. Like, could we say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna give reparations, we're gonna make this payment, and then we can at least move on. But I don't think that's gonna happen. No. I think you could give them the payment. It's here, but, but but we shouldn't move on. We should continue to talk. We don't want it to saying. stop. Yeah. That, that's what I'm yeah. saying you too. You say, all right, forget you know? it now and, and go forward. Well, and as, some as, people will say that. As yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you got paid on, shut up. You as Sowell said, you know, and and other you know intellectuals have said it is it is. It would be payments from people who never did any wrong to people who never had any wrong done to them. Yeah, it's just because it's not in real time. It's token. It's it's you know. Are, are you kidding? It's, po- me? it's political. That's all this. Right, is. Yeah, right. It's, and, it's and and really, that whole class did did not suffer. Right. Well, I mean, look, they are not suffering. Not now. Not. So look, if do you pay reparations they, to somebody like? Um, Michael Jordan, uh, exactly. That, that is a good. That's a good example. Who may or may not have had relatives. May, say he did. Back, Let's or, say, you know. Yeah. And then is it? Is it, are we going to go? Are we going to follow Marxism here? To, to each to his own need. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, he doesn't need it. Well, are, are we going to do? Are we going to use the Mason Dixon line and and have people demonstrate? He lived in the North. Exactly. If yeah, you right. were a black in Chicago, do you get reparations? Wait, wait, right. Are, are you right. kidding me? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I so look. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. None of this yeah. is to say that it wasn't a horrible thing, slavery. But no. it is to say yeah. that man, we can't fix it by paying money to people who, like you said, oh, it'll just trigger a huge round oh of gosh. reverse racism. It's, it's sort of. I mean, like it's, it's forgiving a, student loans. Guess, <laughs> it's like yeah. f you, you know. Oh my god! Uh, but you know. um, all right, well, let's move on. You got? Uh, are we going to talk about Dewine? Well, I think we have to. I think Governor Dewine. This is my explanation for why. Because two things happened this week that sort of convinced me in a comical way, but it, it shows you where his head is. So during immediately after our show last week, DeWine vetoed uh, House Bill 68, which had two acts. One was to uh, prevent um, what is called gender-affirming services for minors in Ohio, which, you know, you talk about a euphemism that's ass backwards. Right. It's, it's I mean, Orwellian language there. Yeah. Gender affirming services would be affirming the gender that you're born with. Right. And but not, instead. Not cutting your testicles off or removing your breasts. Instead, they flipped the language and they've, they've won the, they've won the, the, the battle of, of language, the liberals. So the other act was to prevent uh, bio men from competing in bio women's uh, sports, uh, both, uh, youth and, um, adult sports. So he, he, he vetoed those. And the only thing I can think of is because that lady at Harvard, uh, the plagiarist, uh, with 50 examples that even the New York times said are inexcusable, um, lost her job, uh, Claudine Gay. I'm thinking maybe DeWine has it in his head that when his, uh, term is up, uh, Harvard might consider him as president. Because yeah. this is the most insane woke well, decision I've ever heard of. 
mm-hmm. you know, I, I went down this path last week when we talked about this, sort of thinking about the powers, the government lever of power and whether they had the author- whether we should have a government that has the authority to do this in the in the context. And, you know, it, it, that actually bugged me all week What it, because I, I, I think I was also clear that I did not agree with surgery for kids. I mean, I think the parents are insane. I think this is utter insanity. And then I started to think about it. I, I think t- in what bugged me the most about Dwine's decision here was the article that suggested it might have been motivated by a lobby lobbyist of hospitals and uh, healthcare officials. He got forty grand who stand who stand who stand to make money as a result of doing these surgeries. Oh yeah, sure. Because um, they all have they all have a practice within these mm-hmm. children's hospitals for this conversion process. Yeah, and, and what what's funny is they tell the conservatives that they're deprogrammers, right? This is programming. This is insane. This is programming. You're going into a clinic and you're being counseled to have your gender changed. And the Damocles that they're holding over the parent's head is that if you don't let this kid transition, they're going to commit suicide. Or worse yet. Which is a joke because they don't commit suicide. And they commit suicide more later. Uh, But what, what the other sword that's hanging over their head that is not necessarily discussed is that happening in California and other places. There was some litigation in Texas, I know, on, on domestic relations type cases where if if you don't do this, if parents don't do this, children's services will come in, a government organization will come in yes, and, and remove the kids from the family. Right. Um, and, and if you don't think this is real, it happens. I mean, look at, look at, you know, this is, I, I'm not saying it's happening here in Ohio. I'm not saying it's even happening in, in Texas, but I'm saying you have to sort of play this out. Look at the chessboard here and see where it's going. And I guess what bothered me about my what I was saying last week is I, I focused on the theory and not the actual facts, and that is that to the extent that we have a government that does exercise this control anyway, do I need to sign this bill? You know, we need to, you know, if you're going to have these kind of controls anyway uh, and we live in this, let's take it out of the philosophical and down to the reality. I find it reprehensible that we permit this surgery and permit these practices as a government, because the government's getting fun, like th- there's there's money flowing, and sure. when the money is flowing, and uh, and and people are benefiting financially, and Dewine is like, uh, this is a political decision, not a right. not a factual one. And the and, parental rights argument is a flipping joke. So let's well, because let's, it doesn't work the other way, right? Right. So yes. let's 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 walk through that for just a second. Let's talk about the ultimate parental rights decision to kill your baby in vitro. Right. So we have a society that just passed a constitutional amendment to to let women up till the day of birth, if they can get one doctor to say it's medically necessary, which you know, Planned Parenthood doctor would do, they can have their baby aborted one day before nine months full term. Right. Under under our new constitutional law, which was rushed through with any thought by the wine moms out there. Okay. So fine. So you're saying people can kill babies. That's where this leads to. And the joke of it is that it's parental rights because in every other scenario involving parental rights, the liberals don't want parents to have any See, rights, but you can put zero rights. Like, like the right to even know that your child is receiving trans counseling this is the while they're in school this. this is the extension they, they don't this. tell the parents that but they're going to let the parents decide to cut off their boobs this and their the, testicles this is the extension of this so if we're going 
you know, you can't. I can't just look at this as a vacuum. Like the government has the power to either uh, permit this or or prevent parents from doing this. Because I don't think I don't think we're living in a world where it is free anyway. I don't think we're living in a world where we can, we have the the sanctity of of the parent relationship with a kid is protected anyway. It's not. And it's not respected by the wokes. It's not. Just in this situation, do they want to use that Correct. claim? So, But if I wanted to go the other way, if I had a kid who was, who was quote, identifying as a woman or identifying as a man and it was the opposite gender, then I'm going to be chastised for exercising that parental right. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is if we're going to combat this, if we're going to combat this insanity, we ha- we can't just back off and not fight the fight. I think, I think the, I think the front is here and the war is here. And to the extent that we're creating government power into the parental relationship, we've already done that, I suppose. So I, I'm not walking back what I was saying last week, because what I was saying last week is like, look, there's a bigger issue here that we should discuss. But to the extent that we're in the trenches on this right now, I think it's a mistake. I think DeWine made a mistake. I think it was weak. I think he had a chance to, uh, uh, to make a statement here, and he didn't. Now, the question, Norm, is legislatively, do they have enough to overcome it? Is it can they overcome the veto? Well, they're, they're examining that. From what the, I'm reading, the numbers are probably there. Yeah, they're, they're probably gonna, They're going to meet early. They're unless, probably there, and a number of yeah. Democrats voted for House Bill 68, too. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that DeWine said in his, uh, in his press conference about that we need deliberative thought about a new bill that would prevent actual surgery that's irreversible Hey, dude, when you do hormone blockers and you do puberty blockers, that is going to, that's just as permanent as a surgery. Like when, when you hold back the growth of certain organs, it's not like, okay, take them off puberty blockers and all of a sudden you're going to like reverse 10 years worth of blocking. You're Mm, not. You can't. That child is just, is changed just as fundamentally as if it was surgery. So DeWine said, well, we need to study this and we need to contemplate that and work through carefully with the legislature. Yet this bill, House Bill 68, took three years for the legislature to put together. I have a prediction. This was deliberately put together. Speaking of predictions from last week, I have a prediction. Somebody will propose a constitutional amendment allowing these surgeries to occur. They, sooner or later in Ohio, we're going we're to see a proposed constitutional amendment wow. that fixes this. And, and what just triggered that thought here, trigger, it's a great word, isn't it? What just triggered that thought here is that if there is any place where this stuff should be handled, it ought to be the legislative body because there, as DeWine said, at least there can be a debate, an open and public debate. And there I'm, was for three years. And there was, this. right. But yeah. the, point, my, the point I'm going to make here is that if this law passes, and debates change, and the and the and the uh, science on this, or the studies on this, or something somehow yeah. uh, miraculously says that this is okay to do and it's reversible. Well, at least you can change the law easily. When it becomes a constitutional amendment, and I say when, then it's going to be much harder to fix that problem because it's a constitutional amendment. Let yeah. me introduce yeah. this. So we just passed that constitutional amendment on abortion, mm-hmm. right? And advocates of that and opponents said built into that because it was. It was a reproductive services was the actual language in that bill. So many people have argued that what you're talking about, Steve, is already in the Constitution. And House Bill 68 had it passed and that constitutional amendment, they were on a they were on a litigation uh, collision. Well, hopefully that happens. Mm. Hopefully those trajectories get a chance to cross, because I think that I'm hoping the General Assembly goes back and they have enough votes. To uh, override to override yeah. the veto yeah. three fifths. Yeah, so I want to I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate on this a little bit 
because I, I want to read a quote that DeWine said that I like in that he says, were I to sign House Bill 68 or were House Bill 68 to become a law, and Ohio would be saying that the state, that the government, knows what is medically best for a child than the two parents who love the child the most, their parents. I guess I'm looking at it from the point of conserving our rights as parents. Mm-hmm. Sort of the angle I was coming at from last week. Yeah. that I, I like. So where was he when COVID hit that all sure. of a sudden the government has to be involved? You know, it's almost like 180 when he says I'm going, I read them going, wait a it's, it's minute. It's disingenuous political babble. Kind of. He's so, going with, he's going with the way. so Brett, let me let me absolutely yeah. smash that. Okay, okay, with the biggest hammer I have. Okay. So the liberals are against what they call it's very common in Africa, the vagina being um, uh, being lacerated and, right. and mutilated, uh, mutilated. Yeah. They, they and, take yeah. the they take the hood off or something. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. G spots removed or yeah. whatever they do, whatever but they is, the yeah. genital mutilation. Yes. So right, right. in America, supposedly we're we're so enlightened we would never permit that. So, but we kind of are a, with that, though, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. why is a parent yeah. in the United States, in the name of transness, allowed to mutilate their child, but people in Africa well, Norm, can't, can't do the just, same thing? But, but here's the distinction: yeah. you said allowed to. The problem is it's encouraged, and you know what? You know it's not just that. I'm going to make a decision uh, to have my son circumcised. You know, it, it, you know that's that's a parental decision. You know, this is something different. My kid goes to school, starts to identify or act like he's a girl or she's a boy, and then behind my back, these things are, are they they slowly are left to in, uh, grow, and without me knowing as a parent, they're calling my kid by a female name at school. Without me knowing as a parent, right. they're telling my child not to tell parents at home what's going on but and they're really worried and they're really worried about your parental rights and they're worried they, about Steve? my parental right. oh yeah this they're is, real this worried is the insanity and and just so we're clear i'm not talking about uh private schools i'm talking about public schools so the government's in it anyway yeah. and so when dewine says this i agree with you brett it, you know there there is some sense to that and that's what i was talking about last week yeah. it's like all right if we're going to protect the sanctity of parenthood oh, we have on. to do it both ways but they don't do it both ways right they right. don't do it both yeah. ways parents don't have the right to do anything they damn well please to their kids of course they not. can't ply them with drugs they but can't turn them right. into sex slaves it's, it's, they right. can't sure it's they not can't a right. mutil, they can't mutilate them like i want my kid to have his left so, arm cut off you know we right. have a, so we have this we have this line that the government is inserting mm-hmm. into the parental relationship. And I think we can all agree that there has to be a line somewhere, um, or maybe we can't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there is a line that the government ins- inserts and says, all right, we can accept this, but not this. We can accept circumcision, right. but not uh, female mutilation. We can accept um, uh, whatever it would be. You can have a certain haircut. You can pierce your kid's ears. You can get tattoos. Mm-hmm. You can do these things, but you can't do these things. Well, is and, it, it's just a, what church is it, Steve? There's a there's a church. Uh, I, I forget the name. It's not the Mormon church. It's it's a different church where they don't permit blood transfusions. And yeah, the Christian been a number, scientists. Been a, thank you. There yeah. have been or a, vaccines, for instance. There have been vaccines. a number of cases where a child is dying of leukemia or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And a court decides, sorry, you can't just watch your kid die. There is a way to save this kid's life. And we're going to do it. And we're going to do it. Right. OK. And there's a constitutional basis for that, I suppose. So if parents everybody has a right to life. You don't get to put your kid to death. But in America on the 
Mm. You know, but we're, we're in this weird zone now where we have to contemplate this in a way that we've never thought we would ever have to contemplate it. You know, it's like nobody ever envisioned that we would have a society where parents are encouraged to cut their boys' testicles off and, and turn them into a girl at age like eight. Nobody ever, like we never. Well, even just the science and the medical science to do it's it. It's not even close. To do it. I mean, in, right. our, in our lifetime growing up, that didn't exist. Chappelle had a no. You're right. It, 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 you know, it's, oh we're God, this, Chappelle. Chappelle, uh, a great, a great his, Ohioan. His new, his new Netflix, <laughs> his new Netflix series dropped, and I, I don't know. I think this was on it. And I didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, it was a, it was a reel on Facebook or something. Yeah. And uh, you know, he says he went and um, uh, I, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Well, he 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 has said that his humor about trans oh, he, he, and gays is based on. It's just funny. Well, it's not said, on though. hate. That's he, what he's got. Said. He's got this sort of twisted way. So he yeah. said he, he said his hero was Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey was uh, interesting. Yeah, you know, one of his heroes. Like one of yeah. like, okay. like, like like he looked up to Jim Carrey as a comedian and thought he was a good guy. And he finally got a chance to meet Jim Carrey. But it turns out Jim Carrey was on the set of the um, of the movie where he played uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, okay. okay, man and man, man on, on the, the moon. moon. Yeah. yeah, and I guess during Which that, is a great movie. during that movie. Uh, Jim Carrey basically was a method actor and went into oh, character. He, he became twenty four seven. He yeah. became Andy Kaufman, so you couldn't talk to him. You know, right. like if you talked to him, you got Andy Kaufman. Right. You know, you got the Abu Dhabi, Abu Abu Dhabi. Right. And to his credit, if you're Andy Kaufman, you better pull it twenty four seven because right. that's going to be a hard one to get back sure. into. And, <laughs> and, and, and Andy Kaufman Amen. played that and like nobody ever, nobody yeah. really quite knew if he was doing it for real. <laughs> exactly. For real. But anyway, Carrey was at, Carrey was playing it. So so uh, Chappelle tells this long story in his comic bit about meeting Jim Carrey there. And he's like, yeah, so I went there and I, I met Jim Carrey, but I had to sort of act like he was Andy Kaufman. So I couldn't call him Jim, I'd call him Andy. And then I had to talk to him as if I were talking to Andy Kaufman. But I knew that I was talking to Jim Carrey. And he, and he goes through this whole bit, and you know how oh, Chappelle is. Chappelle has this yeah. way of sort of right. really, like he plays it up and he goes, right. it's sort of like talking to somebody who's trans. <laughs> You know, you know it's a and guy. The, and then the house fell down. Right. I mean, then, then, oh, people, then the, the wokes went crazy. Oh, he's yeah. getting skewered for it. Sure. Um, right. but, but he's like, you know, you're, you're just living this lie and acting like this way. But you know it's an act. But there is such that someone that classifies themselves as they. You're talking to them and you, you know, now you're not forced to use the pronoun, but they're, you right. know, you're, if you don't, you're going to get the, the, it's the, a the, lie. the, the stink eye. It's but a you got to go in. No, I mean, I, and I, the extreme example being, and I know there was a short time of period that people uh, that were wandering would call, want to be called it. And mm -hmm. it's like, and I, and I kind of drew a line going, I'm not calling you an it because that's a, it has no soul. It's, and you have a soul. We believe that, right? It, and I, so, we yeah, know you, that you're to living be true. being. It is a table, is a chair. So See, it's, it, it kind of goes to that we, point. Thank God that didn't last long. This is the, this is yeah. the, existential end product of this postmodernist, you know, these French postmodernists who deny any objective reality and they have this moral relativism relativism where you where nothing has a definition. You can just change the definition. Mm -hmm. Two plus two is five. See that's Norm, that's how it is. Sure. But we operate knowing things are true. Chappelle knew that that was Jim Carrey. Right. And Jim Carrey, while he could say that he was somebody else, while he could act like he was somebody else, he, Chappelle knew he was Jim Carrey, and Chappelle had to go along with the with the right. lie. Yeah, and you know maybe for good reason. Maybe mm -hmm. in your case, Brett, you're doing it because you're just you're just um, I, being cordial I, yeah. or being. Um, I want to have a conversation with this person. You know, so just I respecting what they want. Work. But it's a freaking lie. So if Norm, you tell me tomorrow that you're really 
a female right. and you show up with a blonde wig and I got to start calling you her. All right. Well, maybe I'll do that to make you feel better, but that's all I'm doing. I'm doing it to make you feel better. But in right. my soul, it's a freaking lie. And right. then we have to ask ourselves one, how do we know that that's a lie? Because you know, where does it, where does that kind of objectivism come from? Right. If you, if we all know that's a lie and everybody can relate to what Chappelle said, I, I saw you guys like, Oh yeah, I get it. Like everybody knew mm-hmm. where we we're going that sure. because we know when we're talking to a guy who says he's a girl or a girl who says she's a guy, we know they're lying. Well, you know? and that, that professor down at uh, Ohio University, right, who won his case in the Ohio Supreme Court, mm-hmm. that he cannot be compelled to, to refer to a man as a woman. Sure. And, you know, it's a Jordan Peterson but, but case. That's an easy around, though. You just call the person by the name, by their proper name. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's fine, yeah, but I, you, I, you know, that was not what was this, I know, I know. We, yeah, did yeah. This, yeah. we did something similar i got to think this through. Well, I'll just throw it out there, then we can think it through together. Remember, when I was growing up and I, was, I learned to write composition formally, everything was he. You know, if you, if you didn't know the gender of the person or whatever you're talking about, it that, defaulted yeah. to the masculine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's other languages that do that, too. Mm-hmm. Spanish has a masculine. Most of the Romance Latin, languages have, Roman, Roman, have a masculine. Yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. and then, uh, it, but we all of a sudden had to invent this farce that you could start using her. And, you know, why are we using he? We could just use her. It's like, well, oh. we got to pick one. Oh God! You know, and this has been the one forever. I don't feel like I'm morally superior because oh, I happen to be God. a guy and we're using dude, me. Dude, that's like all these so, congressional committees where there was chairman being used for two hundred years. I learned now it's chairman, chairwoman, chair this, chair that. But I learned over the years and just made it a habit to find a way around it. Right? Yeah. I started to say right, right. Uh, I, I would avoid the use of gender right. pronouns, right. and it, this is like a logical extension of that. And maybe it, you know. Looking back, and when I write to courts now, do I think, are they going to be offended if I use the word like emasculated or if I use the word barren or if I use the word, you know, whatever it is. I mean, these are gender specific right. uh, terms. Right. And, you Life. Know, yeah. Yeah. So right. you, you wonder uh, when we start to twist language with this motive, we sort of get to the spot that we're in. You know, if it's, it's Plato arguing with Socrates and Gorgias. You know, you have to have some common understanding of language well, in the order lib, to have the any... Libs, the Libs want to win the war of words, not just to win the war of words. They want to drive policy off of that. So oh. it's not good enough that the professor at Ohio, Ohio University mm-hmm. would say Cindy right. instead oh, of sure. William. No, they want what they want. They want what they want. They want yeah. Cindy. They want yeah. Cindy, the trans, the bio man, to swim on the swim team on the girls' and team. And we're forced to say that that's okay. That's right. I, I'm not. I mean, look, I, right. I don't. I don't say it's okay. The words are just there to force. A serious it's a lie. policy goal. It's a lie. To have men yeah. Yeah. in women's sports, it's, 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 which is insane. It's just a fundamental lie. And that's what Chappelle was saying. He was. It, it's living, it's, it's tolerating a farce. And you feel right. something in your soul when you do that. I do anyway. Well, sure. Like, I know that it's not right. It's factually incorrect. Like, even if I'm being conciliatory to somebody who said, you know, you, you talk to your girlfriend and how do I look today? And you're thinking, well, she didn't look so hot today. She didn't get enough sleep or this or that. But you never tell her that. No. And so it's a little white lie. But, the, you know, this is an it's, it's like it's pushed too far. It's like we're supposed to do these things right. and go along with these things. And then their response is always like, why do you care? Just call. Because you don't feel right living a lie. Right. You know, and, and then sooner or later, that leads down. This is this is the foundation for more. And like you said, they're going to start driving policy with it. So now we've got the U.S. Boxing uh, Committee and the Olympics allowing women if they pass. I think that's what I read. Mm-hmm. Allowing women if they pass certain uh, hormone te- or uh, testosterone tests, you can be a a guy can compete with the women. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, it's, 
how is that justifiable in any way, shape, or form? Go to go talk to um, any of the UFC fighters about how this goes down, man. The women and and you get know what? Slaughtered. That's what it's going to have to take is a slaughter. Yeah. At some point in time, that is on national television, it's and it just plays well, over and over Michael and over again. That, that guy yeah. in uh, you, it, yeah. it's just it yeah. when it becomes ubiquitous, ubiquitous, ubiquitous. Yeah. That we just see this over and over and sure. over, and all of a sudden people are going to say this isn't the right. wine drinking suburbanites. Yeah. That you're talking that you the wine moms the wine moms we'll call them de wine moms the de wine moms their compassion is killing the country sooner or later here's what happens they're killing the country it always happens sooner or later it'll be their kid yeah sooner or later yeah. sooner or later their daughter is going to get slaughtered in some the same wine moms though I think that's your point Bruce. It like, is. Yeah. like yeah. they're actually it's, bragging it's, it's, about it's, their it's, tranny kids the seizure like, here like, to defeat itself like some of them when they're comparing notes like. Oh yeah, little Billy is transitioning now. Yeah, waving their woke flag. Right, it was a waving their woke flag. So I saw this interview last night with Shelby Steele, and I don't know if you guys know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a famous Civil War historian and author. Yeah, a, a commentator, happened, political commentator too. Happens yeah, to be black. Yeah, happens to be black. And they were talking about this Harvard Claudine Gay uh, president, and he said she is a perfect example of tokenism that. The woke liberal whites that run Harvard were so interested, right, in having a twofer, a female black, Mm -hmm. that they completely overlooked her qualifications. The goal was to make themselves feel good, to wave their virtue flag. Make themselves look good. And hire this lady who has had the shortest tenure as a Harvard president of any previous Harvard president. And... And it's, it's obvious they didn't do their diligence. She just fit some kind of demographic category, categorization that they were looking for. Sure. And it was a racist hire. It was a racist hire. And Shelby Steele said, this is the fault of white liberals. Those are his words, not mine. I am not, char- I am Look, not any- rephrasing what he said. He said it's white liberals who are afraid of being called racist because they won't hire on the basis no, of now merit. it's racist to oh. accuse somebody of color of plagiarism, right. right? This is lunacy. Well, when she left, her resignation letter said that. Right. This is lunacy. Al so, Sharpton look, said that. Now, look, I, if she's if her point is, other uh, black academics have committed similar plagiary and they didn't get fired. Well, you know, maybe <laughs> she's got a point. But yeah. you, firing oh, somebody for plagiary, right. yeah. Plagiary? Plagiarism. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Finding someone for plagiarism, yeah. th- like to me that's obvious. Like if I'm a black academic, actually forget that. If I'm an academic and, and you plagiarize. the president of my university has committed egregious plagiarism um, or any kind of plagiarism, frankly, yeah. then I would think that person should be fired. Yes. Now, right. why does that's... that change when the color of their skin changes? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Oh. It shouldn't. We should and, be a colorblind society. Harvard should hire on the basis of merit. And there are a ton of qualified black females. Who didn't get the job could, because this one that's did. That's right. Well, and it gives the wrong example that, okay, we're going to keep that person in their position even though they plagiarize. My, my, my wife's going through a ton of this plagiarism stuff, and I think it, it must be well, endemic of, it, well, a little bit of, exactly. The, the internet makes There's it easy play, to They're playing that, exactly. Absolutely. And, and, and also they don't, these students... I, I hopefully it's just a wave and it kind of it calms down, but they don't understand what plagiarism is. 
they don't know how to credit where they get the resources. Yeah, they just cut and paste and copy everything. Right. So they, they, they said, well, wait a minute, I did this. Like, no, that still is plagiarism because you didn't credit it properly. The, the problem you know? is the ability to cut and paste because, yeah. you know, it used it to is. be, it used to be you would write out the note cards and you'd have to put quotes. And it was almost a bigger pain. Like, as I did these <laughs> note cards, I just, I finally just learned to paraphrase. And on the back, you put the source of the of your three by five cards. That's the old fashioned way to do a research paper. And you know, when you have to write it out by hand, writing an exact quote is a pain in the ass. So you learn to paraphrase, and then you don't have these problems as long as you just accredit the source. So it's like mm, yeah. you could be you're either the greatest researcher in the world by citing this many sources, or you're a plagiarist by citing none. You know, it's like it's not that you don't get you don't get dung. You don't lose points for citing the source. Now. The problem is when you steal original ideas and, and pass them off as your own, and and that's what that's what plagiarism is right. designed to protect. Right. Have your original thought and don't don't pass off somebody else's as your own. Right. Ask well, ask Chappelle. Ask comedians about this. They are oh, adamant about God, this. Yeah. Oh sure. They are oh, adamant. Yeah. Like Rogan's been in like almost fistfights with people about yeah. this. I mean, yeah. they are adamant. People steal others' material without citing it. Yeah. She so, calls it racism, and then Claudine Gay parachutes out of Harvard. With a nine hundred thousand. No, she's still at Harvard. She just kept her salary. She kept her teaching position for her, for a million dollars a no. year. Yeah, I didn't hear. Yeah, yeah, Jeez. lunacy. So look, lunacy. You're, you, you've cheated, you've lied, and you've plagiarized. So you can't be our president. A student at Harvard would get an F. But you and you, maybe no, even expelled, be expelled. Oh, expelled. expelled. Oh yeah, yeah go up through plagiarism, in front of a board and be expelled. Yeah. It's the highest crime. Plagiarism yeah. in a college environment, like when I came up, that That's was the like, highest crime. That was high crime and misdemeanor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get you get. Absolutely. For that. You know, do it's, not go past go. No, don't collect right. two hundred. You could get out, drunk and be and a you're jackass. Not gonna get your tu- and you're not going to get your tuition back either. Yeah, you're, no. you're, you're done. Out. You're and done. It's on out. your record. You can't even transfer. Exactly. Like plagiarism, like this was was a, was a crime of the highest order. Yep. And now she's got a nine hundred thousand dollar professor job teaching still. It's like they didn't do enough here. She should have been skewered, and and there should have been a huge fall from grace because then the next worthy person could get her job. Right. And and I don't care what color or gender that person is. I, I heard somebody say they nothing. better hire a black woman. It's like, I, look, I don't give a flying rat's ass. Well, that's like Biden picking Kamala. Right. I mean, he said up front, I, you know, my VP is going to be a black woman, and I'm just going to shop, you know, in those lanes. It's like, really? Yeah. I mean, so white women, uh, uh, white men, black men, none of those qualify. Right. It's got to be a black woman. Can't it be just somebody good. <laughs> Jesus. Well, and if it happens to be a black woman who is the best candidate, which is great, fantastic. Right. Right. That is so, exactly what hello. we want. You could give me right. an argument. You could give me. We were talking before about law school and how I can take both sides. Like I could listen to an argument that says, "All right, all thing else, everything else being equal, we've got people with identical credentials, identical experience, identical history, and one happens to be black and one happens to be white." You can make an argument there. All right. I might not agree with you, but at least at least you've got something. Well, you got but, two qualified people. Yeah, you got qualified people. And Flip if you a coin, one, right? I don't care. Yeah. But it, you know, and you might say, "I'm going to deem." This is what the U.S. Supreme Court said in the uh, Baki case. I think up in it was a Michigan case, right. and said you can deem it a plus. Medical student yeah, applicant. You right. can deem it a plus. But it, you know, if you're going to just if you're going to overlook all other qualified candidates and identify one that has a certain race and gender, and ignore everybody else who's qualified. It's like that's that's bad ab initio from the beginning. That, that's that's the definition of racism. Yeah. Right it's there. It's racism. It, it, yeah. it is. is racism. It is. Yes. Well, switching gears. Is yeah. it okay, guys? Yeah. yeah we beat we, this horse. We are at war, right? We are at war right now. Our country is at war right now, and it is, is disturbingly not being acknowledged either by the media or by the White House. And that is the war in the Red Sea. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. There yeah. have been 200 attacks, around 200 attacks on U.S. military personnel. There have been around 30 attacks on shipping um, container ships. One of the Western countries just said they're not going to ship anymore. I forget who that was. Oh, uh, well, British Petroleum. British? British uh-huh. Petroleum said they're going to send their tankers around the Cape. Of good hope yeah. because because Cape of Hope. Because, but I think Italy said they're not even going to run. Was it Italy? I can't remember. Oh, a bunch of oh, them are yeah. not going to use uh, the Suez Canal. They're not going to use the Red Sea. Right. We're Be- letting these ragtag terrorists. So we we sank three boats this week, right? Yeah. Uh, one of our destroyers with helicopters sank. Out of four boats, we sank three of them. These are Iranian-backed. Uh, we were at war with Iran. Yes. I mean. Th- th- it's a proxy war, but it's a hot war. And after we sunk those three boats this week, guess what Iran did? They sh- they are sailing into the Red Sea with Iranian-flagged warships. And hey, dude, I I think we got to blow it out of the water. We have mm. to make an we have to make a statement. This cannot be tolerated. It cannot be. This tolerated. cannot be tolerated. But the problem is, it's already been tolerated. This is the, this is you know this is Neville Chamberlain all over again. All like, over. We, again. we have let this happen. And now you're at the point where you've got a real problem on your hand. I mean, this is that's right. This is like you can't. You got to deal with the beast immediately. Right. You have to. This is life. Right. Right. It's like a weed's going to grow and it's going to get roots and it's going to keep growing. It's going to spread. You got to pull it right away. You you cannot. And then you've got to create a new barrier that says we're not going to tolerate this kind of stuff again. Right. We had to reset the world in the in World War One and Two as a result of this crap. Right. And now we're at it again. In the 50s, Nasser, the president of uh, Egypt, shut down the Suez, sank a bunch of commercial ships, blocked it so that it was not navigable. And the world did not put up with that. Okay. We reopened the Suez Canal by force. It should be. And this is, we're at war. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we're, we, we've killed Iranians now. We've, we've, uh, we've blown up all these Houthi missiles well, you and wonder, drones. Who's watching this? China's watching this. Yeah. Russia. Russia's watching this. Exactly. It's like, look, is Iran a, is Iran a real threat to us? Well, no, not if we don't want it to be. Yeah. And but China is. Oh yeah. And how we deal with this may may it well may impact what China does with Taiwan or whether China is going to create its own blockade. That's right. And right now, another little hot spot is Venezuela and the UK. Uh, Venezuela is threatening to take the oil fields in another country, Guyana, next door to Venezuela, uh, for the oil resources. That they blew on their own because of their communist nonsense exactly or right. socialist so, nonsense. So they, they, they have... have they, they was the richest country in the world yeah, for the longest time. They've right? sent 60,000 Venezuelan troops to the border with Guyana. The United Kingdom has sent, just like they did in the Falklands, they have now sailed some warships down to Guyana. Doesn't it feel like like that? I mean, the world's read, going out of control here you read because this, of weakness. It is weakness. Yes, you're it's right. We, it yeah. is Neville Chamberlain. Yeah, it's weak. We are telegraphing. We're in a war right now, a shooting war, and 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 the White House won't acknowledge it's a well, shooting. And war. I think they're also taking advantage of the the total disarray that's going on in our politics. Think about it. Absolutely. Well, they, they absolutely are. Like, it's, we're worried it's, it's about a, putting it's election year trans people in the military. Just, we have so many out there ball, taking over right. the world. Right. We have so many balls in the air. If nothing else, because it's an election year, will Biden run? Bill, even he lived through the year. I mean, you know, is he, he so capable tw- of doing the job? Twice, Trump, all the 91 court cases. that they know we're distracted. Exactly. So yeah. twice last yeah. month, exactly. twice last month, the Biden administration bypassed Congress 
and gave a bunch of military uh, assistance, dollars and equipment to Israel. Now imagine if Trump did that. Right. But imagine if Trump bypassed the Democrat Congress and just and just gave war material to Israel, right? right. It, it, it would be all over the papers. But Biden does it, and, and it's like it's not even a fact. It's like We've it's got, not even reported. You know, it, this is... It, it, I'm, you want, I'm, I'm trying to formulate some parallels here. It's like we've, we've almost like we've got our own version of American isolationism going on right now. It's like we're not getting involved, but we're not getting involved because we want to pr- protect our country and be our own. We're getting we're not getting involved because we're just scatterbrained, like you said, Brett, and weak right now. And, you know, I, or, or it's politically incorrect to do it somehow. And then you have to wonder what's guiding the because I don't believe an idealism is going to stop us from getting involved in solving these conflicts is money. You know, it's right. like, we don't want to piss off China and we don't want to piss off Iran. We don't want to piss off these people. We want, it's money, power, and ego. Yeah. And, and it's, 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 it's really just weak. Well, you know, on October 7th, when Hamas killed 1200 uh, people and uh, raped, it, right. And, and created mayhem, generally speaking, throughout several of those people were Americans, mm-hmm. right? Our military is being attacked. They're Americans. And it's, we are so feckless as a country now, that we will not even belly up to the table and say, hey, MFers, Hamas, Houthi. Well, it's because of this narrative that America is bad. Oh, we yeah. deserve it, Norm. Oh, sure. We deserve it. We deserve it, it right. Yeah. We deserve we're, it. We're the horrible, horrible people. Horrible colonists. How, how dare you defend yourselves? Yeah. Because you're indefensible. Col- colony-creating evil white people in America, and, where and everybody I, wants to come and with. I, you know, and it makes you wonder, too, is it, is Biden thinking this, or is it the people around him? I don't think Biden has it. I don't even think Biden thinks about what day it is at this point. I, I, you, know, you know, because no, there I'm are advisors. You. So are advisors Who's advising him not to? Well, there's— Or is he, are they advising, hey, we should do this, and he's just sitting— uh, well, Grandpa, guys, Grandpa just saying no. I, I, think, I, that's a, I think that's a fairly yeah. easy lob. I don't know. So that, well, I do know. Do, okay. And let me explain how I know because the same people advising Obama are advising. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Obama. It's too. the same people. Okay. It's the same mafia. So Biden gets in office. You know, Trump backed out of the Iranian nuclear deal. Right. Immediately. He's right. immediately. What did Biden do? Back like the from, first week, oh, we're right back in the Iranian, and so he gave them just like Obama did, all of these, all of these seized, uh, uh, all all this money that was frozen was released to Iran, mm-hmm. right? Which is financing this terrorism, and also uh, the the nuke deal is it, it, so Iran will have uh, f- fissile nuclear materials. At a certain point under this treaty, there, it, it will allow that, I think it is, and like by 2030. They're shooting at us. And they're shooting at and us. Yeah. It's like, where, where's what, the are you, me- what are you doing? Where's the media on this? Right. Let's, let's, How is this not headline news right. everywhere? It, it, right. It's inexplicable. And it's it's kind of like uh, switching gears instead again. We're, instead, we're focused on a racist termination of a plagiarist. Right. From Harvard. Right. We're worried about that. We're worried about men competing on girls teams i'm the stuff we're worried about is bizarre to me it's just well, like imagine what china's thinking it's like these freaking morons oh they're distracted <laughs> right. right well and it, a ton of it's clickbait stuff they yeah, know it's, people it's, read that story they know money. people will watch that money, will watch money, money, that money. video on versus they won't click on cnbc or ap news u.s warns hoodies to cease attacks on red sea vessels i mean it's right there oh my god and that is, it's not and brett it's you hit on, on it that is all we're doing is yeah. we're, we're we're doing That's a, a series point. of warnings we're warning the hoodies hey don't do it again 
You've done it 200 times. Don't do it 201st time. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable that we're still at the warning stage. You know, we're going to draw a red line. They crossed it when Obama was president, and he did nothing. He did nothing. In Syria. He did nothing. Zero. So you wonder. I mean, this is is World War II sort of playing out again. You know, it's like, well, you know, we were sort of mean to the Germans after World War One, so we'll just let them have their army back. Well, you know, we were sort of mean. They can have they can have this, and they can have Poland, and they can have right. France, and blah, 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 blah. Well, blah, blah. by us not doing anything, what's going to happen? It's very obvious. Years ago, the last time um, th- th- that uh, Netanyahu was president, they attacked and destroyed in Iran their nuclear facility, the OSIRIS reactor, right? If, if we don't do anything here as a world, as a UN, as the United States, it's quite clear to me that Israel is going to go beyond this proxy war they're having with Hamas, which is backed by Iran. There's going to be open warfare with Iran. Yeah, Israel, it's, well, it's, Israel just assassinated uh, one of the leaders of Hamas in Beirut. That's, yeah. that's in Lebanon. That is not in the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. It's already outside of Israel now. Yeah. And, and how can you fault Israel? Like, they oh, no. Yeah. Right. Uh, so right. they right. are, when Iran, when Iran gets ready to put together a nuclear device, if we don't do anything about it, Israel will. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, Netanyahu, it, clearly he will. They've done it before. Yeah. It's not even a question if they'll do it. It's, it's they so, will it do it. But it raises a certain, it raises a certain, Look, look, Israel has an ideological reason and a very real reason. An existential reason. An existential reason to be, but not just existential, but personal. You know, Well, both. I mean, life, death. I mean. But, but know, personal. You know. It happened in their backyard. It happened in their homes. It happened, you know, it's like. They are surrounded. And, and there's, well, sure, and they're surrounded. But then they're, they're, like, there was this very, very um, clean, obvious intrusion into their, their freedom and their ability to live. And you know it was uh, it was brutal. It was uh, it was uh, violent, gruesome. It was a nine eleven. And you know if it, you think right. about it, it so was. ultimately right bigger. And we're living in over here but, but, in proportion. But you know what I mean. Yep. So, we're living over here, and there and the news media is buffering the impact of this. And, That's well, right. You know, Israel sort of deserved it, and you know, blah 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 blah. Right. But sooner or later, like I think this is the point you're making too, Brett. Sooner or later, it's going to happen in our backyard. You know, like this weakness has exposed us in ways that, and Norm, you've been saying, like Americans are getting shot here. Sooner or later, we let the terrorists come across the southern border and they blow up another building in our country. Sooner or later... It's going to happen. It's like the Brits invading Washington <laughs> during uh, yeah. uh, the War of 1812. You know, It's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Yeah. We weren't in, nobody was involved in that. Nobody cared about that war. But now, hold on a second. You right. can't come in here and burn our White House. You know, that's a whole different game. Now we're in, now we're on, you know, it's like, screw you, you bastards. Right. Um, You know, we were with you for most of like half, more than half the country didn't care about that. Why we have to wait that long. I liken it to the, you know, you don't have an an arm coming down at a railroad crossing until somebody dies. That's right. America uniquely is like this. Reactive versus proactive. I think historically we're like this because we are geographically isolated in some, you're Isolate is not the right word, but protected. We are. And, and, you know, yet, we are. and yet the first foreign war that the United States ever fought was under Jefferson against the Barbary pirates, right? Muslim forces in the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, here we go again, right? Yeah. Over 200 years ago, right? Our first foreign it's war interesting, interesting. was not on a nation. It was on a terrorist organization, the Barbary yeah. pirates. 
That's why the Marines sing about the shores of Tripoli. That's mm. where it came from. It's, when we invaded tri- uh, Libya and, and, and taught the Barbary pirates that you, this young nation, America, founded, I don't know, 20 years beforehand, you can't screw with us. We will come after you. Right. With with sailing ships. It's it's sort of interesting, though. See, we have had like think about our history for a second. Like even the, the Revolutionary War, most of the country didn't really care. You know, it's like it's true. it was it was a group Two of thirds family, didn't it's care. It's like it right. was like, yeah, all right, right, whatever. But then all right. of a sudden there's fighting in your backyard farm field. And you're like, all right, well, maybe we should care a little yeah, bit. And then maybe. somebody, you know, yeah. gets killed. And, and next just, thing you and know, they, it's they like just, they just burned down my barn in my house. Yeah. And then it's now like, they're now I'm they're pissed. sticking soldiers here. And now they're now wait a minute. Hold on a second. These exactly. redcoats are now taking over my house. Like you said, burned down the barn, mm-hmm. taking over. Right. Like now, like slowly, we we woke right. up to it. Yep. You're then, in rural Pennsylvania, but all that hot stuff was in Boston yeah. and right. Philadelphia. Some, but now it's in your backyard. Now it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then 1812 yep. comes along, same kind of thing. Everybody's like, "What are you talking about, impressment? Right. Blah blah blah. It's not oh, my right. kid. Whatever." And then right. you know, it wasn't a popular war and old Madison. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they burn the White House, and it's like, ooh, ooh, wow. Ooh. I uh, hope Dolly uh, got the furniture yeah, out. Yeah. I don't think they were literally carrying it out, like carrying out <laughs> artifacts. Um, and then. And, you know, the it took forever to get us involved in World War One, and it took forever to get us involved in World War Two. We just didn't care, right? And then you know we had to be attacked. We had to be attacked. Lusitania, Lusitania, and uh, Pearl Harbor, uh, Pearl Harbor. So yeah, right, you know, there's something about the American spirit. I've I've had this conversation with others before. That I mean, they bombed the Twin Towers under Clinton. We didn't declare war then. We waited for them to bomb the World yeah, well, Trade they, Center they, they a second it time. Somewhat unsuccessfully, you know, they didn't yeah, take it down. They didn't take right. it down. But it's and like, so we said, oh, well, you know, they didn't take it. Down. Yeah, and we're we're bad. So anyway. we'll prosecute the the blind sheikh, put him in prison, yeah. and then you know, let's move on. So you wonder. It's like, but then the, here's what I'm hoping we have not lost. Here's the, here's the point of my little makeshift history lesson. I always felt like there's an underlying. American, uh, I don't know what the right word is. Reluctance? No, uh, ability or, or, or ingenuity or our ability to say enough's enough. Now you've poked the bear one too many times. And now all the farm boys come out of Iowa and they come out of, uh, Illinois and they come out of Ohio and they come out of like the people come out of the South and like you get all these people that come out now and say, all right. I didn't want to get involved, but you mother effer, now you got me. Well, you sound like Admiral Yamamoto, who said, "I'm afraid after Pearl Harbor, yeah. I'm afraid all we've done is awakened a sleeping well, giant." It's what happened in World War One, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden the Doughboys are over there fighting, right? And it's what happened in World War Two. Yeah. It's what happened in 1812. We, although 1812 is not a great example because we really lost that war, but it's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's what happened historically. It's what Americans do. We we stay asleep. We don't want to get involved. We don't want to get involved. We don't want to get involved. It's like it. it I'm hoping that that spirit is still there, right. but I'm worried that it's not. Right. I'm worried that it's not it's going there too in my mind. Going, but you know what? But you don't know until you know. You don't know until you know. Right? The bear wakes up. I go with the we motto were, of the Strategic yeah. Air Command: peace through strength. Peace through strength every time. Mm-hmm. If you're the baddest mf'er, but right? we had a war. But we had an enemy. We had the Soviet Union. Nobody will screw with you during those days. We had that. We had the Soviet Union. We had an enemy. Right. You know. Then Khrushchev saying he's going to kill us. Well, as soon as they took the wall down uh, under President Bush, like, boom, mm-hmm. the first, right? Yeah. We just defunded the military. You know, Carter did Don't that. Need it anymore. Clinton did it. Obama did it. You know, and then it takes a president who never got us into any wars. Uh, to his credit, Trump, 
to build the military back up. Reagan built the military back up and Grenada uh, was a picnic and getting Noriega was a picnic because yeah. we had restored the military. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and we didn't have like, look, the, I, I, the existential threat that we have is China. And I don't think that's as focused as we think it is. I mean, as people, or people aren't as focused on it as they should be. Right. Trying to say. 100%. I mean, and, and that is such a strange relationship anyway, that each, uh, China needs us and we need China. That's yeah, very symbiotic. At it's this point. so, yeah. such a weird situation. We, we didn't have that with Germany. People we didn't do, have not, that with do not buy your stuff from Timu we, we don't or Alibaba. It. We you really don't need China. Our That's what's interesting about this. We, we really don't, don't but it's don't. cheaper. Um, it's, uh, but we, but we it's convenient do and large, the politicians are all making tons the Walmart. of money. Large corporations are driving that because yeah, Apple, right. Apple is Walmart, ingrained in China and Walmart, they're kind of screwed themselves. Walmart, yeah. General Motors. Yeah. It's a huge list of mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Who are invested? Boeing builds seven thirty sevens in China now. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous it, what's going on. So it's very, uh, it's it's a, and that's why that's part of the reason. Even though it's Japanese ownership, that when uh, U.S. Steel is being uh, uh, bought, bought yeah. uh, that you see, uh, you know, J.D. Vance and other people concerned about the um, national security implications of shifting ownership of steel to mm. a foreign country. Well, and our farmland is now owned. I mean, China yeah. owns a ton of our farmland. It's just and it's, Bill Gates, which is China. China. <laughs> China. <laughs> We're simpatico. We better we better move along. Well, one of one of the other things which I think feeds into uh, some of the uh, insecurity about national about our defense is highlighted by last month and the the current uh, impeachment investigation into uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, Department of Homeland Security, 300,000, a new record in the history of this country, 300,000 illegals came in in December alone. One of the days... Mind I can't even get my head around it. In one day, the the record-setting day was 13,000 in one day. What day was it? I'm curious. It it was middle of of December, during a warm spell, but 300,000 in December alone... And Mayorkas was on uh, a Brett Bear show uh, last night, and he would not. There's lies. He would not discuss any statistics or data. He said, I know the data. And Brett Bear would say, Well, would you confirm under the Biden administration, is it 3 million, 6 million, 12 million? How many illegals? Lies, lies. And they say it's not happening. Or... Well, he said, Well, it's a, it's a very large number, and we're operating within the system. We're assigning notices to appear eight years from now. So, so somebody crosses the Rio Grande today. They get processed by Customs and Border Patrol. They get a notice to appear in an immigration court in 2032. That, those, those are the dates that are now being put on those notices. Right. I'd rather pay for it's Tuesday. Eight years I'd from rather now. pay Tuesday for a hamburger today. Right. So eight, the, eight years for the uh, putative terrorist or drug dealer or human trafficker to operate during that eight years unfettered, right? Well, it's just burdening down the system. So now we're taking train loads and bus loads up to the, these, quote, sanctuary cities. And I saw like Ocasio-Cortez saying, well, this is such human rights violations to take them. It's like, where do they think these people are going to go? And then everybody ignores what Texas is dealing with or Arizona is right. dealing with. I mean, this isn't insightful so at all because it's so obvious. You want a statistic? So statistically, the illegals that are in places like Chicago and New York 
Only about 12% of those are, are bussed by Abbott. The vast majority are being transported by Customs and Border Patrol under the direct orders of Mayorkas. They're transporting people. So you wonder they're, why. It's like, what's it? Like, look, I you to always, flip states to blue and yeah. to make them bluer. I mean, that's the Is only that, explanation. Like, what's the agenda? Yeah. Like, you, you, at some point, there has to be an agenda. It doesn't make any sense to open up the borders and just let whoever wants to come in come in. So Gavin Newsom right. just this past week has said 700,000 illegals in California will get free state health care. How, how can California sustain yeah, that? They're going to go bankrupt. That. They can't. They go bankrupt. But this is this is this is what's happening in in all these sanctuary states. Well, and then the government is giving California. Here's what pisses me off: because then the government subsidizes Cal, the federal right. government it, subsidizes. They're all saying there's a money flow. They're all there, saying yes. we decided to be a sanctuary city or state, so we want the money. So now, so now we expect the federal taxpayer to reimburse Chicago and New York for their lunatic that's policy. What's, that's so what's coming. Taxpayers right. in Maine will be helping people in California. Yeah. Basically, this is a burden right. on everybody. Right. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. We got any nuggets before we? Mm. Uh, Yost shot down the 2000 mules election, uh, uh, concept, but it'll come back. Uh, Biden has announced that there, his campaign, uh, angle is going to be about threats to democracy. And of course we can go through a litany of all the threats that Biden is to democracy. But Trump finally, I, I, don't, I don't know where that speech was. I saw Trump do this, but Trump actually finally articulated something that, that was correct, talking about Bi- the real threats from democracy and where it was coming from. Because, right. you know, Trump can be all over the place at times, and he's well, got his own. DeSantis yeah. and Nikki Haley yeah. have done the same they, thing. They've done the same thing. Yes. But, I, you know, I think And Trump Vivek. Is, Vivek. Yeah. Has, yeah. Like the real threats to democracy. Is Biden. Is, is Biden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Biden is losing to Trump. This is unbelievable, but a... Uh, a USA Today poll. USA Today hates Trump. Let's just, you know, editorially hates yeah, Trump. Yeah, but my prediction. You, you but know, here's a USA Today poll. Trump is leading Biden in the 18 to 35 year old demographic. He's beating. He's beating Biden in the youth vote, according to USA Today. He is beating Trump. And I'm not a Trump guy. So for anybody who, you know, if you, this is your first time listening, I'm a DeSantis guy. Trump is also beating Biden in the Hispanic vote. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. And Trump is, Biden got elected with 87% of the black vote. He is down now. Black support for Biden is at 62%. So Trump has eaten into to, uh, that mm-hmm. demographic. We're now up to $43 trillion in debt. I say Congress needs to... Uh, that's an existential threat shut to democracy. The, right shut there. the freaking government what, down. What was the increase in just one month? It was 10, 10, 10 billion in one month it's in December. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all It'll be, it can be. It, it can probably 53 by by the time we get re- reached to March, for what I read. Yeah. But yeah. guess what? We got like 300,000 immigrants coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Illegal yeah. immigrants coming in in one month. That t- takes money. Yeah. So is Congressman. You got to borrow it. Congressman yeah. Andy Biggs, that group of guys. It, ladies and gentlemen in Congress that got together, tossed out McCart- McCarthy, put in Steve Johnson. They're now saying no more delay. No, we're putting off this inevitable shutdown of the government that, you know, we, we can't keep we can't keep kicking the can down the road. It's going to get kicked. At, so, yeah. it's, at some point, we there has to they be. They don't have the votes to stop it. And yes, they don't. They you're yeah, correct. They don't have the vote. So it's all just political show. Yeah. Let's have the fight, though. Yeah, because the cup, the public needs to be educated about what forty three trillion in debt really means. 
It's the collapse of the even, U.S. dollar. It does. Even smart people I've talked to say, ah, debt, Schmidt. We've yeah. heard about debt forever. And I'm right. like, you know. You're Keynesians. You know what this is? Even in your personal life, even our personal lives, people are accepting debt at an, at an alarming rate at now. An alarming rate. That we never, right. our parents never would have done. You know, I never, yeah. you know, you had a mortgage and it was your ambition to pay it off. Not keep it. Now they're forty-year mortgages. Now you have There's a mortgage. Ten year like, mortgages are good things. It's to your advantage to have one. Yeah, and, and car loans, like thousand-dollar month car loans on a on a fifty yeah. sixty thousand dollar car for eight years. Yeah. Like they were eight, f- used to be three, and then it was five. Now it's seventy-two months, and now it's, they're, it's, it's like, insane. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, January we got uh, we put mark on your calendar. Iowa caucus on the fifteenth. Oh yeah. And yeah, primary yeah. in New Hampshire on the twenty-third. Yep. So Nikki Haley has, and DeSantis have made a little ground, uh, but, but it's, they're, they're still so far behind Trump. It's Trump. It's Trump. I'm telling you, you know, they could make up some ground if they just would do, be on our podcast. Yes, they would. If they really want to influence the world. We have invited just the round table. Long the form, but he's talk, about, talk about what you want to talk about long form. Right. Mm-hmm. Come on, we'll, we'll, we'll crank up a mic. Right. Come on. We got next one. We've yeah. had U.S. Senate candidates here. Yeah. Yeah. Take you advantage know, of on it. On multiple occasions. Yeah. So uh door's always open. Or if you the listener we'll find it, we'll find a spot. We'll, 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 we'll take find a spot in the back of the building for you to park in fact. I'll give you a pass. You can have mine. I'll maybe you maybe pass. when maybe when the Vivek <laughs> drops out because he's he, he he's 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 cutting his uh, ads in Iowa, which mm. pretty much tells you he's dropping out at yeah. some point. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't think he's going to be in the debate. Uh, I think it's just going to be DeSantis and Nikki Haley, yep. the the big debate in Iowa. Yep. I think Vivek doesn't qualify. Chris Christie doesn't qualify. So it's just the two of them. Mm. And Trump is going to pass. Yeah. And your prediction, I think, is right, Brett. There won't even be a debate between Trump and Biden. I don't think so. No. I, I think you're think right. If and, and, and if Biden, it does happen, it's a joke. It'll be a it's joke. It's not right. a debate. I'd rather will, see town halls. If I were, on, if I were ever tempted to buy advertising for Common Sense Ohio in any TV show, including, up to and including the Super Bowl, I would choose the debate between Trump and Biden because everybody will watch that. It, <laughs> right. I mean, not to, not to right. decide the, the issues, right. but just to see it. It's a train wreck. It's a train wreck. Like, like, like I want to see, well, like the Trump and Hillary debates. They were, were in, awesome. They were incredible. You can go rewatch those. Dude, they're, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, Hillary, if it was up to me, that's you, what, you would be in prison. That's what yeah. you want. That's 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 what you want to hear from a debate. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's it's a farce. It's, oh it's my like, god. It's it like was entertainment stuff. Yes, but <sighs> popcorn. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Another episode of Common Sense Ohio, the January 5, 2024 episode, to be precise. Uh, again, brought to you by Harper Plus Accounting, that time of year where you're thinking taxes are over. But if you run a business, they're just around the corner in March. Trust me, you need Harper Plus Accounting. I use them. Brett uses them. You can use them too. Uh, so with that, we will come at you right from the middle next time right here on Common Sense Ohio. But for now, we're done.